the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good after, well, heck, you can't even say that anymore, can you? It is pitch black outside already, so I'll do it this way. Good evening, and welcome back. Welcome back to me, man. I've been out of sorts off the show for the last couple of weeks, so three weeks since the last time I got a chance to talk to you. And mega thanks to the good doctor, Dr. Matt Dunn from Backbone Radio. So many comments poured in about how much fun it is when Matt is here. And the text messages are already coming in. Corcoran, what are you doing back here? Get done on on Saturday nights and be gone. Well, you're stuck with me at least for tonight until 8 o'clock. And I'm so glad to have you here. 303-696-1971 is the number. 303-696-1971. I got here to the studio at about 3, well, exactly. I looked at my phone, 338 and you could just barely see the tip of the sun peeking up over the, behind the mountains. And I, I don't know about you. It's always hard to head into the darkest part of winter and the season. And I, I suppose for me with, you know, still dealing with uh, the, the biggest loss ever in my life, um, it rattles me. It rattles me when it's dark and it's not even 4 p.m. yet. So I'm really looking forward to uh, getting a month, another month under our belt, December 21, because that's the winter solstice. And y if you think about it, if you or if you really pay attention this year, just watch how quickly the days seem to get longer and brighter. And man, thank God for that. And of course, the the end of daylight savings time, besides rattling everybody's sleep patterns. Oh, I get that extra hour back, but then. It's just everything feels off for at least a week or two. Uh, wow. Dark o'clock right now. Veterans Day, of course. Veterans Day. They mess around with a lot of holidays now. Veterans Day always falls on the 11th of November. That happens to be today. Thanks to the hard work of Blake Gallagher behind the glass, all of our music, our bumper music today, will be focused on veterans saying thanks Veterans Day originally was called Armistice Day, and the reason for that is because it was the it really marked the end of the the big fighting, the major hostilities of World War One, and that happened on the eleventh hour of the eleventh day of the eleven month eleventh month, all the way back in nineteen eighteen. So it's very important to think about. Uh, the 11th hour, the 11th day of November, this is one holiday you cannot mess around. And, you know, people get confused, Memorial Day, Veterans Day. And I always appreciate people who are trying to think of ways to love on and thank our vets. But when they call in or text in or, you know, passing by on Memorial Day and say, hey, happy Memorial Day. No, 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 no. This That is a day of reverence, pure reverence for the dead. But Veterans Day is a day that we can celebrate the living and the dead. 
And boy, we intend to do an awful lot of that today, especially with our bumper music. I did not serve. I was, you know, of I came of military age at the end of the Vietnam War and had bad eyesight, so I couldn't go into the Air Force, where the only thing I probably would have been in, interested in. Uh, I had a bad attitude as a kid, dropped out of high school at 15, left home at 17. Many of you know my story. And so when opportunities come around to do something with or for veterans or even to just say thank you to somebody on the street or here behind the microphone, it it feels very significant to me to make sure that they know the gratitude that I feel deep in my heart, especially as someone who was never called to serve and during my youth never felt compelled to volunteer to serve. So thank you to all of our veterans. You just mean so, so, so very much. And the way I want to kick off the show, something we can't do very often anymore because there's licensing issues and things that have come up over the last couple of years. But on very special occasions, we are permitted. And back on the other time slots, the different renditions of Wake Up with Randy Corcoran, we would do a national anthem every single show. And the one we're about to play is always, always the favorite. So if you're wearing a hat, hold on. Got to get rid of mine. Please don't drive off the road. Don't mess around. But put your hand over your heart. And please, let's just shed a little love for our country and the amazing men and women who serve her. And now to honor America, especially the brave men and women serving our nation in the Persian Gulf and throughout the world, please join in the singing of our national anthem. The anthem will be followed by a flyover of F-16 jets from the 56th Tactical Training Wing at MacDill Air Force Base and will be performed by the Florida Orchestra under the direction of Maestro Yaha Ling and sung by Grammy Award winner Whitney Houston.
wait for it. Here it comes. Ah, yes. The flyover. So unbelievably magnificent. That performance, that talent, dead way, way too early. What a tragic story. And and speaking of tragic stories... Man, I'll tell you, when you when you walk through grief, and if you're a new listener, lost my wife unexpectedly in June. When you walk through grief, you have all of these roller coasters, ups and downs, periods where things are, you know, getting better, starting to feel like, you know, you can live again, you can look ahead and and then something will happen, someone will say something, you know, you walk into the store, Hey, good to see you. I haven't seen your wife in a while, and you know, boom, you're right back. And a text message came in just a few moments ago um a a lengthy text message very nice one and i really do appreciate it but for this person today would have been my wife's 77th birthday but she died 33 days after we got married on may 8th 2002 god bless you george and i'm i'm so very sorry for your loss i there are no words, and losing a spouse is just an unbelievable thing. While that national anthem was playing, I was the flag I was looking at with my hand over my heart was a folded flag, the kind that you get after uh, you attend a military funeral, you're the spouse or the family member or whatever, and it's being held by U.S. World War I veteran Joseph Ambrose, who lived to 92 And he was 86 years old when he was attending the dedication parade for the Vietnam Veterans Memorial. He was wearing his original helmet. I forget what that helmet was called. uh, Brody, I think. Brody helmet. And his original doughboy uniform and holding the flag that had covered the casket of his son, Clement, who was killed in the Korean War. So, man, oh, man. When you think about what families go through and what spouses and children and parents of lost military service men and women, so powerful. And I know that's more of a Memorial Day conversation, but that's just uh, where my mind went because of this amazing, tragic picture and the, the sadness in the man's face, but the determination and grit is just incredible. I know we're loading up the phone lines. We'll get to them here in just a few minutes. Got a lot to do on the show tonight. Hope you'll stick with us because uh, it's going to be very, very interesting for you. Ken Buck, of course, has announced that he will not run for re-election. That's pretty much old news. I've been away for the last couple of weeks, so haven't had an opportunity to talk much with you about it. But I've been wondering, and especially wondering if it makes sense to to you know, maybe go public with the opinion. I haven't come to the conclusion yet, but should Ken Buck resign now? I imagine if you're a regular 710 listener, you've heard some of the comments that Ken played, made. They've been played for you um, on this station, I would guess. Should he just get out of the way now? Let's get someone who loves the current Republican Party, who believes in the America First agenda, who hasn't been 
mind numbed by all the propaganda about January 6th, who hasn't been either cowed into or through blissful ignorance, not learned enough about the election nonsense that went on in 2020, more and more and more evidence coming out every single day to be taking the side of the never Trumpers of the election fraud deniers. And most importantly, just turning your back, turning your, your language, turning yourself away from all of the incredible support that you've had representing a certain group of people. Should Ken Buck resign now one of the topics on the conversation of conversation for today and um, also want to give a shout out to Stefan Tubbs because had went to the going away party Casey Bloyer out at his uh, brewery held a party out there it was fantastic I got to tell you that what is it landing something brewery Blake can you help me there Launchpad. Launchpad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Launchpad Brewery there in Aurora. And they make their own whiskeys. They make their own beer. And they were fantastic. And Casey Bloyers lost about 65 pounds. I've never seen Casey look so good, sound so good. Warm hugs and embraces. And, you know, people, of course, looking out for me and worrying about me. But I'm hanging in there. But Stefan was just um, in his element. People, old familiar faces, uh, longtime station listeners, people from his past. And uh, he is incredibly confident and optimistic and happy, looking forward to his new future. Uh, I don't think there's any reason not to mention this. He's got a movie coming out, a movie in the works. Certainly have him on here to talk about it if and when that happens. But it was just fine. Got to meet the new general manager for 710 KNUS was a little loud, but uh, I promised to get with staff and set up a time to come in and uh, sit down and, and get to know him. I, it's awfully hard to replace someone like Brian Taylor, who was absolutely fantastic. So uh, we're up break time, so people on the lines do sit tight. Our phone number, 303-696-1971 ahead. Got some remarkable audio from the Republican debate, the recent third Republican presidential debate that virtually no one watched. Uh, but uh, there were some real fireworks there that I think you'll enjoy. And Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz was on with Bill Maher. I think he still does his his profanity-laden comedy social warrior anti well anyway the bill maher show the name says it all and uh ted cruz really had a good time on that show we'll tell you all about that and last thing i'll say before we jump to our break and we'll get to the phones immediately on the other side when we come back but it's already that time of year next tuesday six thirty, the arapaho tea party and um, we're going to welcome in Stephanie Hancock. She ran a beautiful race and is now one of your new Aurora City Council persons. And we've had Stephanie on the show. We've had her at our meeting. She's dynamic. She's powerful. She's a God-fearing, uh, just an amazing woman. And her husband, they're a black couple. So I just love the fact that her husband's name is Michael. So she is married to Michael Hancock. No, not the former Denver mayor, but it's awfully fun to tease him about that. We're going to just welcome them to the Arapaho Tea Party and celebrate the and find out what her plans are, how, what she had to do to win that race. 
We'll talk more at the Tea Party about Ken Buck. Uh, Ronna McDaniel calls all around the country for her resignation as chair of the Republican National Committee. Just so much to do. So we've got a new server, new uh, provider to get our free tickets out for the Arapaho Tea Party. And I, I will pull that up during the break so I can direct you properly. But if you have any trouble, you need to reach us. I know the tickets, have, I think, are almost gone. But um, just send us an email at Party at gmail.com, Party at gmail.com. We come back. We'll jump on the phones. So glad to be back with you here on 710-KNUS. Yeah, something about kids singing. And maybe it's hard on the radio to understand the words, the, the words when I first stumbled across that song were um, scrolling across the screen as I listened to it. It's called Thank You Soldiers a Family, the Souders or Souders, S-O-U-D-E-R-S family put that together back in uh, 2009 with a group of third graders. And uh, I just think what a great way to get kids thinking about appreciating our veterans. Just a beautiful, beautiful thing. Text messages are rolling in. Don't forget the 710 KNUS app. You can text to the studio absolutely free of charge. I see them as they roll in. And uh, uh, you can also call the studio with the push of a button from the 710 KNUS app. Our number is 303-696-1971. Still a decent evening. 52 degrees here in Aurora. 55. It's always hotter in hell right over there in my formerly beautiful, always beloved birth city of Denver, Colorado. So promise that we jump right to the phones. We're going to start it off big with our good friend Brian in Arvada. Brian, thank you. Welcome back to the show. Oh, Randy, welcome back to you is what I got to say. <laughs> Thanks. Hey, did you get a chance to watch? You know, I was flipping between the debate and uh, Trump had a rally and they actually played it on C-SPAN. So when Vivek would speak, I wanted to hear him. But then when the others are just giving their canned nonsense, like Nikki, then I would switch back to Donald Trump. But I was thinking if you watched the debate and what you thought. I did not watch the debate. In fact, the first two debates I attended because, you know, one was during our summer meeting in Milwaukee and we had tickets. The committee's supposed to be there since the committee, Republican National Committee, is putting it on. And then the second debate, I got invited out, and it was at the Reagan Library, and I'd never been there, so I really wanted to go. I feel like these debates are the greatest waste of time and resources for the Republican, you know, the likelihood of Republican success in 2024 really irritates me. But I did do this, Brian. I listened to enough of it. I've got some great Vivek audio uh, and oh, he owned them. He I mean, he embarrassed them. them. They were like school children. It was, but the, yet they keep pushing Nikki Haley on us. Oh, Nikki Haley, she really came back on that one when she, you know, don't put your daughter in my mouth, dude. Your daughter's on TikTok and she's thirty. Yeah, I, I thought yeah. that was a fourteen-year-old thing. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, and then she called uh, Vivek scum. There's a new low. But, of course, yeah, it, the never-Trumpers and the establishment Republicans will say, well, that's that's what he deserved. But, uh, yeah, when you hear well, some you of know, these even clips. even Fox News are all trying to push Nikki on us, uh, Randy. They're all dry. But everybody that calls in is like, no, we don't like Nikki. She, Nikki's a mess. We want nothing to do with her. She's just another warmonger making money off of it. 
We're sick of her. And, you know, another example of just tremendous disloyalty as well. Donald Trump put her in as U.N. ambassador. She left that job, apparently had some financial troubles, all kinds of different things that come together. But, yeah, she's just pushing uh, like the leader of Ukraine is some kind of, you know, pope, some kind of godlike um, freedom lover. And what they're doing in Ukraine is terrifying to their own people. Well, yeah, because she's making money on it. She's going, well, you know, I got to buy this new house by the beach. Uh, you know, I was bankrupt and stuff, but now I'm, I'm filthy rich. I get it. So she, the whole thing's ridiculous. You know, it's completely stupid. But you know what, Donald Trump, the one thing he always says that, you know, because he kind of repeats himself a little bit. I love him anyhow. <laughs> but anyhow, he does say one thing that I always remember. He says, remember one thing. This country is yours. Right now, guys, it's ours. We need at least, you know, maybe 10, 20 percent to to give everything for that. It's ours right now. This is something we can't give away. And it seems like, you know, like Ken Buck, he just said, well, no, you know, whatever. I'll just go along with the program. He's not going to be the defender of keeping America what it is. And uh, so hopefully we got enough people to stand up. What are you thinking? I am so extremely optimistic. I, uh, you know, the elections nationally for Republicans weren't particularly spectacular. You have to look at individual locations, individual races to to really sort of break that down. Here in Colorado, we did pretty darn good stopping HH, electing great people like Stephanie Hancock and some others around the state. But stepping aside, stepping back from that and just looking at the country as a whole, everywhere I go, Brian, and I'm hearing from Democrats. I'm talking to people who've said, you know, I've voted Democrat my whole life and I cannot vote Democrat again because you you can no longer hide from eight over eight million illegal aliens invading our country. The crime, the fentanyl, you can't hide from the price of gas and bread and bacon. I, I heard Donald Trump say the price of bacon was up five times. I don't know if that's true. But, man, you, you can feel it. I, I, I'll spend $200 at the grocery store. I'm now a single man, and I don't. it doesn't last very long. It's just outrageous. Yeah, it's, just, it's just me and the wife. We go to the store. We get, like, we don't even bother bringing our own bags because we're like, well, we're only going to need, like, a buck fifty in bags. The problem is we're going to have two bags, and, you know, we're going to be out $120, yeah. and we're going to eat for a week. But I'm, I'm hoping people catch on, and like I said, this country is still ours, guys. It's still here. Now, we're kind of cowering down just like we did with COVID and everything, but we got to wake up. If you want to be free, wake up. This country is still ours. That's the most important thing Trump said. It's ours. It's not theirs. It's not the criminals. It's not the dirty, disgusting FBI that want to throw these January Sixers in prison for 22 years. Those are called dictators. We can either we can either cower or we can stand. That that's just going to be. If you want to honor a veteran, if you want to honor somebody that died died for your country, they left families behind. They left everything. Then you stand up and you say, "No way are you taking my country." It ain't happening. Sorry, it's the end of the story. Well, Brian, but anyhow, I love you, Randy, and it's nice hearing from you. Well, it's good to have you, and thanks. You always kick it off well when you get get in first, Brian. So God bless you as well. And uh, 
I just look back over the last couple of years, going back to 2020, and you will love, by the way, when we get to it a little bit later in the show, how Ted Cruz dealt with Bill Maher uh, talking about Republicans being election deniers. It, you know, Cruz, when he is on his game, is about as good as they get. And I, I just think of all the things that I've been accused of uh, over the few years, especially since the run-up to and, and after the election in 2020 of uh, that we've talked about that over time prove to be true. We talked about, uh, you know, COVID vaccines and that it came from a lab in China and we were mocked and laughed and ridiculed. And now that's kind of a given. We just don't talk about it anymore. Vivek, during the presidential debate, said we have to hold China accountable for what they did to the world. I really appreciated hearing that. Uh, Donald Trump's the only other one that has made that a talking point during the campaign. We've talked about the election, and now there's this 104-page report just released by the House of Representatives. It's called The Weaponization of Disinformation, Pseudo-Experts, and Bureaucrats, How the Federal Government Partnered with Universities to Censor Americans' Political Speech. And it's a detailed, comprehensive report that brings in how Twitter was being used, how Facebook was being used, how the universities were uh, were paying people to be, you know, fact checkers and fact watchers and whose account to, to strangle and who to try and get shut down. And it's just the beginning. Remember, in 2020, for all of the relaxed election voting laws, the mail-in ballots for everybody, the relaxed signature verifications, the multiple boxes everywhere with video after video after video that you can find of people just dumping them, stuffing them with ballots, truckloads, boxes under tables after a phony um, water leak was announced and Republicans were ordered out of the building. It just goes on and on and on. And in this congressional report, just a sampling of the people who were squelched, who had their voices squelched during the 2020 election, starting with, of course, President Donald J. Trump, Senator Tom Tillis, Speaker Newt Gingrich, Governor Mike Huckabee, Congressman Thomas Massey, Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene, Newsmax, Babylon B, Sean Hannity, Molly Hemingway, Harmeet Dillon, Charlie Kirk, Candace Owens, Jack Posobiec, Tom, Phil- Tom Fitton, James O'Keefe. Benny Johnson, Michelle Malkin, Sean Davis, Dave Rubin, Paul Sperry, Tracy Beans, Chanel Rion, wonderful, wonderful anchor over at OAN, got to meet her at Mar-a-Lago and thought that she was just terrific. And they end this list with an untold number of everyday Americans of all political affiliations. That was your government at work. All the things that we talk about that are just, oh, you're crazy. Oh, you ought to be taken off the air. Oh, your law license ought to be grabbed. With the exception of voter machine fraud, everything else that we've talked about has been proven. And there's lots of evidence out there, including in the last election, of voting machines that flip votes. You put in candidate A and it 
prints up candidate B and the trail's wrong and they apologize for it later. And gosh, we should have caught that, but we didn't do the testing right and on and on and on. And if that doesn't fire you up to stay in this game and get louder, get more educated, get more sophisticated in the way you do battle with especially the weak need, soft underbellied Republicans, which in some ways are more dangerous than the Democrats, because at least with the Democrats, you see them coming. Who in the world ever saw Ken Buck, the author of Drain the Swamp, coming out to be hunting for a CNN MSLSD job, coming out and, and acting like people who are disturbed by all of the information that we've learned about Ray Epps, who's finally charged with a crime. Did you hear the new? I should have made audio out of this. The new uh, audio from Ray Epps where he's telling people the goal is to take the Capitol. The Ray Epps that they said, oh, that's just another, you know, right wing lie. His own words, his own face on video. And so the government, you know, charges him with a minor misdemeanor, even though he is the most publicly recognized person who was actually inciting people to go to the Capitol, walk to the Capitol, was inciting the first group of people that were kicking down barricades. The FBI won't answer questions in congressional hearings about how many undercover agents that they had at work there. You can find videos of people getting out of their Antifa gear and putting on their Trump gear. You can find videos of people scaling walls on the Capitol trying to break windows and patriots who were there for peaceful protests to protest the certification of an election legally, pulling them down, trying to push them back. All of it is just, it's out there. It's out there to be seen. It's out there to be understood. It's out there to be shared. We cannot back down now because if the left, if they win it one more time, one more time with the flooding of our border, with the reduction in safety, the increase in crime and drugs, the terrorists that are coming across our border, the child traffickers, the drug pushers that are coming across our border. It may very well be it, or it may well come down to citizens standing up once and for all. And nobody, nobody wants that. So, yeah, in response to Brian, how do I see it? I see more and more energy, more and more people stepping up, more and more people taking on the establishment, challenging even the Republican National Committee, of which I am a member. I just love it. I hate that we have to do it. I hate that these are the times that we find ourselves in. But on the other hand, what a blessing to be alive, to be aware, to be strong, be fighting back during times like these. And I hope you agree. I hope that's why you're here. We've got more calls. We will get to them. At 541, though, it's time to take a break. My name's Randy Corcoran. So good to have you here on 710-KNUS. I just couldn't resist uh, that Souders family, S-O-U-D-E-R-S, Souter Souders family. Um, first song we played this hour was Thank You, Soldiers, from Third Graders back in 2009. This is their latest rendition, again, sung by third graders from 2023 called Thankfully. And I just thought it was so sweet. Maybe it's because I've got grandkids on the brain. I don't know. But, uh, but I did love it. I hope you did too. 
We'll be doing veterans appreciation music throughout the show, but uh, I promise you the rest of it will all be grown-ups. So there you go. Uh, real quick, Rappo Tea Party. I still haven't figured out how to get to the constant contact event page uh, where we stash this thing this time. I guess we tickets are almost gone because we sent out a massive a- email blast. But um, if you want to do the Rappo Tea Party on Tuesday, Stephanie Hancock will be there. We'll be talking about Ken Buck, Ronna McDaniel, the government shutdown, is, how's the Speaker of the House doing, a host of interesting topics, I'm sure, for you. Uh, just send an email to Party at gmail.com, Party at gmail.com. And unless we get to standing room only, which happens uh, sometimes these days, we will definitely get you in. But before we go into any of this great audio that Blake Gallagher put together for us this afternoon, let's check in with Alan in Lakewood. Alan, thank you for your patience. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Randy. That list of people who have been trashed by the system is a really good one. I look forward to hearing it again from yourself and others. Keep it up. You're doing great. The thing that I really would love to hear, uh, and nobody has been doing it, is to make that connection that is real, that Nikki Haley is a young global leader of the World Economic Forum. And uh, it's people need to know that, and I'm surprised it hasn't come up yet in any of the debates. Yeah, it is shocking, although, and again, I didn't watch the whole debate, but we've got some audio we're going to play later in the show from Vivek, going mostly after Nikki because she seems to really be you know, Ron DeSantis is is slipping. Nikki Haley seems to be on the rise, so I think Vivek Vivek had her in his sights. Um, but Great. he brings out a lot of that, and it's it's remarkable. I think you'll really enjoy these clips. Uh, but the bottom line is, it's all nonsense. None of those people are in line to be president. They're not going to win the nomination. That's going to be Donald Trump. Doesn't matter how many uh, indictments they continue to try and throw at him. You know, he just asked the federal judge, to have his election fraud trial on television. Be interesting. <laughs> to, wouldn't that be something? When evidence... Fi- so smart. Oh, just love it. Just love it. So, yeah, okay. I'm, I'm with you, Alan. Spread back. the word, for sure. Thank you. Bye. God bless. All right. Well, before we get to any other calls, I've just been dying, dying to share this one with you. Um, and... And we kept Blake very busy because, uh, as you'll hear from the bleeps, I hope, there's an awful lot of profanity here. But while the Republic, the third Republican presidential debate was going on, the least watched of the three, in fact, um, just looking back at the numbers, 12.8 million people watched the first debate that was shown on Fox News and Fox Business. That's the one in Milwaukee. And and of course, I was there. It was interesting to see how, if there was any value to those, I walked away sort of shaking my head, but uh, was glad to have been there for the RNC summer meeting and then to get to spend Friday before I left town at the um, at the Harley-Davidson Museum was just extraordinary. The next debate, which was the one at the Reagan Library, I was there as well. Different kind of energy, no doubt about it. Ratings down to 9.5 million people for that one. And that was shown by Fox Business and Univision. And remember, we had some Spanish speaking there, and we had the Univision 
um, broadcaster asking questions, just just nonsense, things of absolutely no interest to the Republican primary and base voters, just set up questions, just questions designed to please the left and try and box Republicans into a corner. But that those seven and a half million down 21 percent from the second debate just a month ago. 7.5 million down 21%. And that's because who cares? These debates should be getting more interesting because there's fewer people on the stage, more opportunity for them to spar, more opportunity for them to distinguish themselves one from the other. The 2015 round of debates, the third presidential debate, was put on by CNN. Back in 2015, of course, Donald Trump was there, got 14 million views. Imagine, imagine the amount of viewership if Donald Trump was attending these debates. But it's not about viewership. It's not about making Rana or those of us on the RNC happy. It's not about selling advertising for NBC or Univision or Fox News or Fox Business. Be ridiculous, ridiculous. For Donald Trump to attend these debates, they're all wannabes, and they all know it. But uh, let's get back to the phones. Ron and Conifer is here. Ron, thank you for waiting. Welcome. Well, uh, I uh, I keep thinking, and no one else. See, I mean, no one's going to ask this question of people like uh, Buck, you know, and any other uh, election fraud deniers. Uh, well, including the unmentionable talker on your station. <laughs> but anyway. If you're so sure of th- that there was no significant election fraud, you must have done an exhaustive investigation. Exactly what did you do to come to that conclusion? What's he going to say? Uh, you know, he, <laughs> yeah. he, he, it's impossible. He couldn't possibly have single-handedly investigated uh, that question if he wanted to. Ron, isn't it interesting that ever since 2020... I've been throwing down the gauntlet to anybody with a microphone, with a blog, with a video camera who wants to have a phone conversation and debate the election shenanigans of 2020. Here I am. And never, ever have I been invited. You know, Kyle Clark doesn't want me on his show. I'm sure there's a lot of reasons for that. But and I don't know that. Well, I'd probably go there if I was invited to talk about something, if we could limit it to a significant topic. But um uh, it's just amazing how certain people are buying into the J6 committee, buying into the yeah. corrupt, coordinated, Democrat-controlled media machine. Ridiculous. All of these things. I mean, you know, they're so sure of their conclusion, but they have nothing on which to base it. Absolutely nothing. Oh, 60. You, you'll hear some of this if you stick around. Ron, when I play uh, Ted Cruz on Bill Maher's show, this the, this week's show of uh-huh. of Bill Maher, and and they get it's on overtime. They do a, a thing after the regular show ends where they can talk a little bit longer, yeah. and Ted Cruz just chews up and spits out Bill Maher, and it's delicious. And I can't wait to share it with the audience. You're going to really like it. Okay, I'll be listening. God bless you, Ron. Thanks for the call. Thank you. Before we run out of time, I know we've got calls. Um, we may have to hold you over till the top of the hour. But um, 
this is the piece that I'm hoping we got all the bleeps in because while the debate, I got sidetracked giving you all the statistics on the debate, while that debate was going on, Donald Trump was holding a presidential rally, a campaign rally right there in Florida, and he invited one of the most shut down, shut out, put down, once super popular, much like Trump, uh, superstars of comedy and television, Roseanne Barr, and she came out and she let it rip. Aren't we all fed up with the deep state bullshit? Yeah. Mm. Mm. <laughs> That's the crowd. And yeah. the bullshit. <laughs> we want Trump, the Magador, to kill that damn bull. <laughs> and the bullshit. Okay. <laughs> uh, and I I took that off of the bulwark. Yes, the Never Trumpers podcast called the Bulwark, and it was uh, Charlie Sykes and A. B. Stoddard, who used to be very serious uh, election commentators and political commentators on Fox News. Now they're they're on the little island of Never Trumpers. The Put together by the bulwark. The, isn't that place led by pedophiles? I, I seems like that's what I remember reading about. But um, I'm not saying it's true. Defamation lawyers, just take a breath, put down your pens. But um, the Charlie Sykes and A.B. Stoddard, they were just aghast. After that, they had a moment of silence for veterans or something like that. And I mean, Trump, Roseanne Barr is talking to Americans who are. Fed up, fed up to their earlobes, fed up to the tops of their ears with being lied to, with having their money stolen, with having people sent overseas, our money, our weapons, corruption, lies, invasion. We're sick of it. And Roseanne Barr just gave voice to the raw emotion that so many of us feel. And I, for one, loved it. And, Blake, you did a great job, man. There was a lot to catch in there. Holy moly. But that's what was going on while 7 million people were watching the third Republican presidential debate on NBC News. NBC News, by the way, which had, uh, if you go to YouTube and watch the video of that debate, it opens with a Biden commercial, and in the middle they break it up with a Biden commercial. Unbelievable. Hour two, great audio. Mary, you're next. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.